Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, before we get into the interview, I want to take a few minutes to share with you about my new Essentially Embodied Woman JDEG group coaching program that is starting the week of February 17th, 2020. Applications to apply for the program are to be in no later than Valentine's Day, February 14th of this year. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about it because I'm so freaking excited about it, y'all. There's something about healing and going on this sexual embodiment, sensual embodiment, sexual healing journey when you do it with other women that is just irreplaceable. And honestly, I think it's a huge part of why sometimes the growth and the evolution and the embodiment of our sexuality can be even more, uh, it can be more accelerated and even more powerful when we do it in a group setting, because it takes the reflection of other women celebrating your sexuality, celebrating your journey through this to really know that it's safe to do this stuff, that it's safe. And with my guidance and support and the other women in the group, you're going to have that opportunity to be reflected back of how amazing you're doing, how courageous you are for doing this healing work. So this is going to be a 10 week group coaching program. So not only are we working through trauma release with the Jade Egg and embodiment work, and your sexuality, but we're also doing group coaching and there's, uh, there's office hour times to have one-on-one coaching with me for a total of two and a half hours of one-on-one coaching with me. So doing JDEG work alone is not enough to really work through your sexuality and sensuality and pleasure blocks. And neither is just coaching work. That's why I always give a JDEG to all of my female clients because it takes the working on your body and the coaching work to really move through all of the blocks. This program is a 10 week deep dive into coaching and trauma release and embodiment and nervous system tools and techniques that will help you to really rewire things on the deepest level because y'all the days of talk therapy and couples counseling to resolve sexual issues is fucking over. Okay. It's just not enough to resolve trauma stored in your body, keeping you sexually unsatisfied. All right. You've got to get it out of your actual body too. We do have to work on your brain level, but we also got to work on your body and you're not going to get that in a therapy setting. So this is why this program is just so freaking amazing because it's going to tie everything in together. If it sounds like something that you'd be interested in, you've been listening to this podcast for a while. Uh, I've talked about the JDEG plenty of times, but the JDEG is just the number one holistic thing I can give you to connect you back to your actual physical body and get all that shit that's keeping you from your pleasure and your turn on out. All right. I want you to head to the multiorgasmicmama.com. So mama is spelled M-A-M-A forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman. And you can 
click on the apply now button and you're going to set up a time to talk with me. The call shouldn't take more than 30 minutes. And then you'll be asked a couple of questions and we'll just get on the phone and chat about if this program is right for you right now. Again, you can go to the multiorgasmicmama.com forward slash sensually dash embodied dash woman and make sure you get your call time in before Valentine's Day, February 14th. Okay, because we're starting the week of the 17th. So let's get you in and enjoy this week's podcast episode with the amazing, my personal coach, Asana Ray Halder. Welcome, Asana Ray Halder. How are you today, sweetheart? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Super excited to have you on here. We're going to have such an amazing conversation. I already know it. Yeah, it's going to be yummy. <laughs> Yes. And I'm just going to go ahead and be completely direct. I have um, had the most amazing experience working with Asana myself. She has been my own coach at one point and just her work has inspired me in so many different ways. Uh, so much that I wanted her to come on here to speak to some things that well, I just, I'm not really quite there yet in my own personal journey. And she's just got such an amazing perspective on trauma, on sexuality, on embodiment, and all of these amazing things that, yes, I'm so excited to have her on. <laughs> so go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? Um, what kind of programs and trainings you offer? All of that good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, I am a somatic trauma resolution coach. I also call it soul embodiment because I actually believe that the whole trauma resolution process is allowing like a piece of your soul to come home inside of yourself. It's like you're, you're creating more wholeness inside of your being. Um, and I also do holistic sexuality work with people as well. Um, and I'm also really centered, like I, I consider myself a movement leader of sorts. I'm really concerned with connecting the dots between individual trauma and collective trauma and really understanding how, how, things like racism and capitalism and um, and just like how these societal things actually impact our own individual healing um, and how like healing can happen both on the individual body level as well as like the human body, the like human family body level. Um, and so I'm really, I have like a deep connection in that. So in terms of programs, like I run a program right now called Rooted which is a mastermind and a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. And it's really about rooting into your own soul body, into the earth, into your lineage, into spirit, into sex, um, and really understanding how the me, the transformation of the me transforms the we on the collective level. Um, so in that we're really looking at like societal, like things that, that, really interrupt our own individual healing process. Um, I also do one-on-one -on -one trauma resolution coaching. So I have a lot of one-on-one -on -one clients. I'm also a breath work guide. So I do a lot of um, breath work sessions, usually once a month um, online virtual sessions. I also do individual sessions and I'm hoping to start a breath work like course next month on kind of around the rooted materials too. So yeah, I have my hands in many pockets. <laughs> Love it. It's all so amazing. Oh, yes. So wonderful. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about your own personal story. I know uh, I've known Asana for a couple of years now, and I know we've got a very similar background and story. 
but yeah, just love for everyone listening to hear where you've been and how you've gotten to where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, where to, where to start stories, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, okay, how can I make this succinct, <laughs> succinct and direct? Um, yeah, I grew up in Iowa. Um, and I grew up in the Mennonite church. So I grew up Christian. Um, and the Mennonite church is a very specific denomination. It's quite small. Um, only 90,000 in the United States, but it's really, um, insular. Like it's like, I had really deep community. I had, I had a lot of support growing up in that way. Um, but also when I was three, I experienced sexual abuse. And I didn't remember that until I was 22. And I was living in Indonesia for a year, actually through a Mennonite organization. And I had this like memory come through. It's kind of a weird thing. This is how trauma works. You might actually have like recollections of that moment. Like I could recognize different points in my life where I remembered it and was like, oh, that's weird. And like, do, 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 like kept going. Um, so what happened in Indonesia was I remembered it with the recognition of like, that was not okay. And like, that was sexual abuse. And like, this has affected me and my body and my experience of like being a human in this world. So that was a very overwhelming experience. Like I was, you know, in a foreign country, barely speaking English and was really processing this, this, you know, huge thing that had happened to me. Um, so when I came back to the United States, I started really going on a trauma healing journey basically right away. I was just like, okay, I'm going to dive into this. And I, you know, went to a therapist and it kind of like provoked this whole deeper spiritual journey as well. Went on the spiritual pilgrimage and was just constantly seeking answers for my healing and trying to understand how I could integrate this experience into my life. Um, and kind of got to a point where I realized like cognitive therapy wasn't really working. Like just talking about it wasn't, wasn't enough. And so that's how I, you know, went online and started finding things like jade egg practices or like different somatic exercises that one could do to, um, work with the trauma, like inside the body. And so that's kind of what got me into this embodiment field, really working on my own self and through my own healing process. But another thing that was happening while I was doing all of this was I was really uncovering and deconstructing the layers of like culture and like Christianity that I grew up with and how much that impacted my sexuality. Um, and I started recognizing that I also kind of had, had, I just had a, uh, my first sexual experience as a 15 year old wasn't, it's hard to call it abusive, but it also wasn't in alignment at all. Um, and I started realizing that really the pain of that experience was more in the shame and the guilt that I received from what's called purity culture, like Christianity's way of saying like a woman should save herself for marriage. And, um, that like a, a woman is responsible for a man's like way of perceiving a person, like all of these different things. Also, I knew I was queer. Like I knew when I was quite young that I was at, at least bisexual. That was like the word I had for it, but also tons of shame around that. Like didn't know what to do with it. Had no one to talk to about it. So I started realizing that actually a lot of my sexual issues, sure, maybe were connected to the trauma I experienced as a three-year-old, but actually I realized a lot of it was connected to the religious shame um, and guilt that I felt around my sexuality. So I started, I wrote my master's thesis actually on this, on 
purity culture and the, um, yeah, just what it does to a person's body, but looking at it from an embodied place. Um, and yeah, I just kept exploring, kept doing more somatic work to heal myself, did Layla's sex, love and relationship program, which is how I met you, Lacey. Um, and I then was really interested in trauma, actually trauma healing, because what I recognized was in, even though I was doing all these somatic exercises and I was having really powerful experiences, they weren't integrating into my system. And a lot of my sexual blocks were still there. And basically by sexual blocks for me, it manifests differently in all people. But the way I went with my trauma was basically like numbness, disassociation, um, a lack of pleasure, a lack of feeling, um, a lack of desire actually would probably be the biggest thing. I actually had some pleasure, but like the desire to even experience pleasure was very not there. Yeah. So that's then why I went on the somatic, like trauma healing, really understanding trauma and then kind of combining that with these sexual healing things. And yeah, at the point of life that I'm at now, I feel like the sexual trauma really doesn't bother me. I've got other stuff I'm working on, but it's kind of shifted more to like attachment stuff or, you know, it's like, I don't know. I feel like the most free I've ever felt, which is exciting. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. <laughs> That's epic. Yeah. I, I had the, the sexual guilt and shame from being raised Southern Baptist galore. Oh God. Yes, yeah. I got all that and doing a lot of the Jade egg and our own coaching training Definitely, I, w I feel that it integrated so much of my sexuality, but it did not integrate my issues around relationships. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. And that's where mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah, I have, I have some serious things going on, mm -hmm. which is, you know, the work that we, we went through together. And of course, I still feel like there's more, <laughs> there's always another layer and we all have our things we're working on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really want to talk about like, what is, the map like what does this journey even look like because i know so many of you listening are just sitting out there being like i love everything lacy says i'm so attracted to her work but i just can't click that button to like even start this thing i can't even start the conversation or any of the guests that are on here it's like there's so much resistance to us even diving into this work and going about it because it feels you know like well maybe it's going to be this terrible, long, arduous journey that is mm -hmm. never going to be over. And it's like this whole can of worms that I'm opening up. So I just want to kind of hear what, you know, as someone who has experienced sexual abuse in the way that you have, like, what was your journey like through that and healing it and igniting your desire too? Yeah. I mean, it's been all the things, like if I'm being completely honest, it's, it's absolutely been all the things, but overall, like if I look at the theme of it, it's been incredibly empowering, um, incredibly transformative. Like, like I said, I call the somatic trauma resolution work that I do soul embodiment. And like, I don't even mean that to be like a super like woo term. It's like, I literally feel like it's like coming into one's own body. And in doing that, these different pieces like come back. It's like suddenly you're actually living your authentic self um, and you're feeling more whole, more integrated, more like complete inside of yourself. And that is just like the yummiest feeling on planet earth. Like that's why I, I feel like I do the work that I do. It's like 
to guide us to come back home to ourselves, um, to really heal our wounds and literally embody our souls so then we can, you know, be the vibrant beings we are. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's great because that's kind of like, when we tend to look at things linearly, right? And we it's hard to put together all of the pieces because we've all gone through our own journeys. And of course, they're going to be circular in so many different ways. But if there were like a linear map, like when do you know that you have processed and integrated your trauma? Like that's, that's one of the biggest questions I have had in my own trauma healing experience. But I think a lot of people have too, because they don't like, when do you know you're done? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's like an onion. There's lots and lots of layers to be perfectly honest. I would say for some people, they might, they might never be done done. Like there might always be more layers, but like within each new layer, like I just said, like, I feel like the most integrated I ever have, like I'm actually able to have sex with people and I'm able to feel really safe in my body. I'm able to tune into my authentic yes, my authentic no. I'm able to like know my needs and name them. Like I was just with, I'm kind of on a dating adventure right now. And I was just with someone um, the other night and I was like tuning into my body. I'm having a lot of health things come up at the moment. And I was like, wow, I'm not feeling like turned on at all. And I just named it. I was just like, you know what? Like I'm actually feeling like kind of disassociated from my body right now. Like I'm, I'm feeling you know, pain in other places in my body. And I actually don't really want to be like sexually intimate, but I'd love to like snuggle and like cuddle. And like, if you just want to touch my body, that would be amazing. And like, so that in of itself is like healing trauma. It's like, I couldn't have done that even three years ago. I don't think like I wouldn't have had the capacity to like one, know what I needed and two, be able to name it. And three, like be totally resilient in whatever answer would come back. Like if he had been like, I don't know, screw you or whatever. I would have been like, okay, bye-bye. You know, like <laughs> obviously you're not a person I want to hang out with. Um, so it's so, so for me, I'm like, wow, yeah, I've like healed so much of my trauma. And I would say, you know, a part of me wants to be like, yeah, wow, I've like completed that journey. And I know that like in the context of relationships, in the context of these things, different little blips come up. But the beauty of healing is that you know how to handle them and you know how to work with them. And like, you can move through them so much quicker and you can actually like gauge what's happening and you can stay, um, just kind of using nervous system lingo, but you can, you can like stay more what I call your window of tolerance or what a lot of, um, kind of trauma realms call. It's like, you can stay in your presence even while facing the difficulty. That's basically what that means. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. So being able to speak what you want mm -hmm. and what your boundaries are, that's one of the most common things I hear. When, I mean, I've talked to so many people and they're always like, yeah, I don't know how to ask for what I want. I don't even know what I do want. And definitely like scared of what they might say if I actually do ask for what I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> even just, just that, just being able to speak your needs speak what's the boundary for you and be okay with whatever is, you know, the outcome is it's like, that's huge progress for so many people right there. Totally. Yeah. Like the, I call it like shame resiliency because I think for a lot of us, like what has happened is we've been conditioned, like say someone say we speak our needs and someone can't meet us in those needs. 
generally what happens is we like go into a shame spiral. Like, oh, I shouldn't have even had the needs. I shouldn't have even named them. Like, oh my God, I'm so stupid. You know, whatever, whatever stuff comes up for people. Um, and yeah, the beauty of like doing this work is actually like you, you know yourself so deeply and so intimately that like you can see, okay, that's that person's stuff. And if they can't meet me that way, then I'm going to say no and find who can actually meet me that way. It's like no longer letting in what doesn't serve you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the soul embodiment work that you speak to as well, because, well, Honestly, I think that's what's going on for me right now in a big way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm changing my name very soon as well. And uh, that's a big part of it is just waking up and feeling completely different. Like I've spent the last almost two years now in just this complete insane fog. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even wake up to the fact that there was a fog until like seven, eight months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I didn't even know what what was happening. And and one day I was just like, okay, this is I am so out of alignment. Nothing is working in my life. Literally nothing is working for me. So the only common ground here is me, (laughs) you know, what is going on inside of me? And the, and I went to Bali and that's when I was like, "Mm -hmm, okay, there's something I need to face here. And going through that journey of like really diving into parts of me that I didn't even know were there and her child pieces of me that were just completely running the show that I had no clue what was going on. And working with those parts and pieces and then just a couple months into it it's like oh wow there's clarity finally right (laughs) it feels like a whole I feel like a whole new person now like just the aliveness that I feel inside Mm -hmm. that's what it's felt like for me what about you like when you were really going through the trauma resolution process like how did you know that you were like good there's the boundaries and Um, yeah, well, there's, well, first I just want to go back what you said, like the fog, um, Rachel Maddox has a term for that called the trauma spell. And I love it because that's like what it is. It's like a spell is cast over you. And it's like, you don't even know that there's a spell, you know, like in movies, you see someone has a spell. It's like, they don't know that there's a spell there. Um, they're just like living in it. But that's like, I feel like that's such a powerful like metaphor for it because yeah, it is, it can be like this blanket, this fog, just this like, oh, like can't see through, can't see another way. Um, I mean, for me, there's just been like different periods. Like, so I've, I've been doing this healing thing for 10 years now, like of around like my sexual trauma and there's been different layers and different integrations and after each layer each integration yeah it's like a super huge empowerment it's like i step into a deeper sense of myself um i step into like a deeper layer of empowerment but i'd say it wasn't until like 20 2018 really kicked off like this like final layer that i healed and i feel like at this point in my life like how I feel like, oh yeah, I feel like I'm kind of like, at least that stuff is sort of like, I'm, I can kind of be done with it. Um, other than little blips here and there, but it feels like, like I said, like my trauma now is like different things that have nothing to do with sex. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> and it's like how I feel is, is just like, I'm like, 
dang, like I feel so aligned. Like I feel so coherent with myself. I feel like I know, yeah, I know my needs. I know my wants. I know how to say yes. I say no. I know how to say no, but not just that. Like I know how to express myself. I know how to like stand in my vibrancy. I am like, like my work, like once I kind of healed that component, it's like my work took off on this whole other direction. I'm still integrating that and still trying to figure out how that fits into everything I do. But it's like, I finally felt like, oh, this is my soul's work. Like instead of like regurgitating like what I'd learned from teachers or, or trainings or whatever it is, it was like suddenly it was like birthing from me. It was like my magic. It's like, this is my soul's mission. This is like what I'm here to do. Um, yeah. And with that comes like a huge aliveness and lots of like trans like changes. Like I moved, I changed my name. Um, like, you know, all these like huge things, like I launched the biggest program of my life. Like all these things just were like birthing out of me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm, love it. I love that. And, and when you're like birthing your own thing from all of the teachers and coaches you've had in the past, that's like definitely a sign that not only, not only have you embodied those teachings, but you've embodied them at such a deep level that you're able to create something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talk to us about collective trauma. I know this is where your work is at right now. And I, it's definitely where I'm heading. (laughs) Like I see it like this is, I grew up in the South and racism is fucking rampant here. Mm -hmm. And I just, I grew up my, my family that they're, they've got it all. And so it's just one of those pieces. I'm like, wow, I can't wait to dive into this shit and my own, my own shit around it. So talk to us about collective trauma. Yeah, it's a big topic. It's like a big thing. And like I said, it's still something I'm integrating into my own work. Um, I think it's Daniel Siegel. And I like really hope I'm right on that reference. But he talks about the moi, which is like the me and then the we. And he talks about how like in order to even think about the we or to like go on that level, like we do have to heal like at the me. Like we have to really look inside of ourselves and we have to like transform ourselves we also just like need a sense of safety and security inside of ourselves like we need we need to have an established um yeah safety system and like feel love and and belonging you know to a certain degree until we can even go into the collective territory so i just want to name that because i do like i guess i'm naming that up front because there can be kind of two ways that happens when we talk about this subject one way is like people are like, Ugh, I don't want to go there. Like, like, yuck. Like, I don't want to talk about racism. I'm like, Ugh. like, like a, a massive, like push away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, or people can get really caught into the like, okay, I need to like make the changes now. And I need to like, you know, go to all the rallies and I need to like, like kind of like almost like shame myself for my white privilege and for my, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I really feel like there's actually like this, this in like middle ground, this middle line. And that's really where I'm interested in working on. And where the middle place is that I see is understanding and looking at the ways that things like racism and, and, you know, sexism, all the, all the isms, mm-hmm. um, live inside of our bodies. 
So especially for white folk, you know, you and I, we identify as white and we're white, like raced as white, you would say. Um, I believe, and there's other, there's a book called, um, I have it here. What is it called? My grandmother's, my grandmother's hands by Resma Menikin. I highly recommend it if anyone is interested in this work. Um, but there's, there are some people on the peripheries who are really looking at, at the trauma resolution of like whiteness living inside white bodies. So instead of just looking at racism as like some mental construct of like, oh, like we're just like indoctrinated in these ways. And like, there's all these like implicit biases that we carry. All of that is 100% true. But also that's like not the whole thing of the story. The whole thing of the story is like it lives inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. So just like we have trauma from an experience like sexual abuse or trauma, maybe our parents got divorced and we have some trauma living in our body from that. Or maybe we have trauma because we got in a car accident as a kid. You know, it can be all these different things. Like just like that lives inside of our body, the trauma of our like ancestry, of our lineage, of the history of our people, of like colonization that happened to our people, of the trauma of like maybe what happened to your ancestors if you live in the United States, like when they immigrated to the United States, like all of these traumas, if they were never resolved, also live in our bodies. Hmm. And then they play out and contribute to these systems that we're all a part of, including capitalism and racism and, and all of this. And what I'm really passionate about is creating safe spaces for us to actually look at that trauma inside of ourselves. Because I don't believe in, and thanks to many of my teachers and guides like on this journey, on this path, Kelly Germain is another person I've worked with a lot on this. Um, like we need to actually feel the like grief and feel the shame. Like as a white woman, I need to feel the grief. I need to feel the shame. I need to feel what's going on inside of my body when it comes to topics like racism or when it comes to like even looking at my family lines and the different like things that have happened throughout the history and even like connecting to my family lines yeah like yeah sorry I'll stop I'll let you <laughs> no it's it's amazing I love it uh, okay so I am actually mostly Cajun French uh -huh. and it's so interesting how you bring all of this up because uh my lineage, my maiden name is Hebert, so it's very French, it's H-E-B-E-R-T, and uh, my lineage is very much of, you don't get to be who you are, right? Mm -hmm. That's the story of my lineage. You don't get to be <clears throat> uh, Catholic. So all of my ancestors were Catholic, and they were, you know, the Church of England in Europe pretty much said, you have to be Protestant, and they're like, fuck no. So they left France to Canada, to Nova Scotia, and they settled there and then they're like uh the um the church of england caught up with them in canada kicked them out banished them sent them broke up families for ages and so they came to louisiana because they're like nobody's ever gonna want to go to the swamp in louisiana like it's such a terrible place right and so you know 14 generations later here comes lisa broussard's being born <laughs> i still experience this in my own business like mm. I've had Instagram accounts shut down. I, my, I can't even post my website link on Facebook anymore. You know, it's just like, I, I don't get to be me. And mm. so there's like that, 
that peace that lives from my ancestors in my life that still plays out. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait to get to this layer of it. And like really oh. fucking stop that shit. Cause I am, I will stop it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's part of my work in this life is to not let that happen anymore. That no, my kids are going to get to be them. Absolutely. Yeah. It's huge. And like, I love that you, brought in that like lineage tracking. And I feel like that's a big part of, um, the work that I'm doing is like, like the mastermind I'm running is called rooted. And it's because what I was seeing is like white people are very disconnected from their roots. Like they're very disconnected from their stories or their lineages or their lines or like what even happened? Like what, like who were their original peoples? Like how were they colonized? How were they like hurt? How were they, um, like divided and conquered and ruled onto and against and all those different layers. Um, and knowing these stories and knowing these understandings inside of ourselves and inside of our lineages, I think, well, I know I should say <laughs> gives us the capacity to, um, understand better, like collective trauma on the whole and better, like where racism comes into play in that or where, um, you know, where capitalism has like maybe screwed our own families lineages over or, you know, where maybe we traded out like, cause we needed safety. We needed security. So we, so we, you know, traded like, we're like, okay, we can be racist if we can get security in this way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it starts like healing some of those elements while simultaneously recognizing like where we need to like stand up and support what's like movements in our world today. I like how you just said how you have to trade taking on some cultural narrative in order to feel safe or to get loved or whatever, because I think that's really what happened to my, my family mm -hmm. line as well. Like they that's adopted cool. racism as a means to fit in sort of thing for safety. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's so interesting. Uh, love it. Okay. Um, I, I want to touch on one more topic real quick okay so let's talk about like identifying with trauma <laughs> this just came to me but a lot of people will for years and decades even they will just continue to identify with their trauma and feel like it's never over sort of thing so could yeah. you speak to that element of this stuff <laughs> yeah I mean it's a real it's a real thing um I mean one of the things is like I am a deep believer in everyone having a blueprint of health. This comes from Bridget Biskin, Biskins. I, I, I'm always butchering her last name, but um, she's based outside of Maryland. Um, and she does, uh, her trauma resolution work is called alchemical alignment. And so she talks about how everyone has a blueprint of health. And that means that no matter what imprints you've received, on top of your blueprint. So no matter if you've had sexual abuse or no matter like what your family line has dealt with, you know, all these imprints has affected us, but underneath all of that is a blueprint. And that blueprint is knows like knows its soul. Like it's, it's fully embodied. It's fully healed. It's fully everything. Like it, it just is. And that exists in every single human being. Um, but also within that is like, someone might have a crap ton of 
like imprints on top of that. And that might be a long journey of like uncovering those imprints and like really looking at them and really examining them and understanding them and letting them go. And also within the blueprint of health, I believe is um, it's called like your inherent treatment plan, that there's like an inherent way that you need to heal and an inherent journey that you need to go on. So I just want to say for some people, they might be stuck in that trauma place for 10 years. For other people, they might not be, they might be able to come out of it. Um, and I would like to say, like, I'm a big believer in like not pushing people to like move past points that they're not actually ready to move past and integrate because there's a reason that they're sitting at that edge. There's a reason that they're like in that space. Um, within that though, there also can be like a cycle of just getting like in it. And so being able to reach out a hand or find someone who can support one in whatever element of that journey is, is also equally important. Um, so what I mean by that is like, I started my journey and I went to therapy. Like I went to cognitive behavioral therapy, like top down approach where someone's just talking where I just talked and like bawled my eyes out for a year. And I needed that. That was a very important part of my journey. I think if I had just like jumped and like done like Layla's SLRC program and like didn't do that, like I think I would, like I would have been traumatizing for my system. Like I wouldn't have been able to handle that at all. So I guess that's what I mean by like there's these important layers and important places. But I think there comes a point where we're just done. <laughs> like we're like literally and like and just like mentally, like where we're fed up with it. Where we're just like this trauma story like is no longer serving me. Like, like I just don't want to be living in that anymore. Um, and I think there's layers of that too. Like right now I'm, I'm working on that. Like I feel done with my trauma, but I can tell, like, especially looking at my business, like I want to really up level and like step into myself in a bigger way. And I can tell there's like, like something tugging at my shirt sleeve being like, but, but, but can't we just like keep like, being sad about her sexual trauma. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. And it's like, actually just like loving that piece of me and like bringing it into me and just being like, okay, sweetie, I see you. Like, I see how this has been your story for 10 years and how you've been on this journey of like constantly like trying to improve yourself and heal yourself. And like, and now we're at this precipice of like, maybe that's not the journey anymore. Like now we're at a a precipice of like standing up and like fully declaring what's here now. And like, maybe we don't need that kind of healing work anymore. Um, I don't know. Did that, did that answer your question? Yes, totally. <laughs> I love it so much. And so you told me one time and I will never forget this because it was just, uh, it just hit me to the core. You said, if you want to heal, you will. Mm. And there's just so much fucking truth to that statement. It's like you, you do have that blueprint of health inside, like at your core is this whole being like you were never broken. You never are broken. You can't be broken. There is this unbreakable core inside of you. And just, you know, like, it's always going to just like a weed. It's always going to want to come back and thrive. Like you pull a weed, it's already like <laughs> trying to come back. You know, you right. cut grass, it's already growing new grass. And it's the same thing with who we are at our core is like this totally regenerative thing inside of us that if you have the desire to grow and to expand and to let go of that identity, let go of that story, let go of that hurt and that pain, then you will. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah, I fully believe that. And it's like what that timeline will be, no one really knows, you know, how it'll happen. Maybe we don't like, maybe I don't know for you, but like, I believe like the inherent treatment plan does know. And I like, like when I'm working like, say when I was working with you, I held on to that trust that like your body knew. And each session, like I held on to your blueprint of health and like trusted in that and knew in that and always upheld that. Um, and that's really like how the healing happens is when we like are so rooted in that, that own like trust and belief system inside of ourselves. Um, and it does, it works. I see it over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just takes that one spark of desire. Like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to have what I want and to move forward with things and do what I need to do to get it. Not just for me, but for the collective as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, my dear, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Anything that's coming to mind? Mm. Anything coming through? I guess I just want to echo like what you said about um, that there is like no such thing as brokenness. Like I've spent so much of my life just feeling broken. Um, and even right now, I, I, like I mentioned, I have like a health thing coming up and there's like, I feel that like story coming through of like, Oh no, you're broken. Like something bad happened. And it's like, when I was sitting with that feeling on the new moon, there was just a new moon on Friday. Um, and I was doing a meditation and like asked the moon when I come, come through and it said, what if this is part of the prayer? That's what I heard. What if this is a part of the prayer in response to like my health issues? And I was like, yeah fuck yes. What if this is part of the prayer? Not like this is the answer to the prayer, but like, what if this is a part of the prayer? It's like part of a bigger picture, a bigger homecoming, a bigger, whatever it is. Um, and yeah, I just like want to like uphold that, especially for those who are on a trauma healing journey that like, there is hope, like there is this beauty, there is this blueprint inside of you. There is this unbreakable core. Like there is this um, essence that's like there already waiting. Um, and I think the more we stop viewing ourselves as broken, um, the like quicker we can actually heal. Yes, 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 yes to that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so, so much for being on and for all of the amazing work you do in this world. And just Mm -hmm. let us know where we can find you. And if you have any freebies that you give out where we can get those. Yeah, right now, here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, sauna, so it's spelled A-S-S-A-N-A. And then Ray is spelled R-I-E dot com slash ebook. Um, I have like a super in-depth 90-page book on healing from sexual trauma, but especially looking at it from a religious lens. So looking at the suppression of sexuality in the Christian church and the kind of um, – yeah, the kind, the kinds of things that it it does for people. So that's a great resource, especially if you like reading and there's tons of practices that people can do in that too. Um, I also, if you just go to asanaray.com, there's a womb healing meditation that I have just on my website. Um, and Instagram is totally my jam. And my Instagram handle is at erotic period, earth period embodiment. Um, and I write on there a lot and I, I, write about these things a lot. So if you're like, Ooh, this is all yummy. And I want to know more. That's a great, great place to find me. And yeah, here, here.
hear what I have to say. <laughs> yes, uh, Asana's writings are epic, by the mm. way. <laughs> like, you have to go follow her Instagram. It's one of my favorite Instagram accounts. It's yeah. beautiful. I love everything you put out. <laughs> thank you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all your wisdom. <laughs> <sighs> thank you, Lacey. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.